0: The K.J. Wright Show. On Seattle Sports. The
1: ball is intercepted. K.J. Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air. Number
2: 15.
0: Now every Wednesday with Rock and Salt.
2: Hey, oh, I like that. Brought to you by Shoot Casino.
0: How do I like that? I like that a lot. It's K.J. Wright for a yeah. full hour here with Brock and Sock. Seattle Sports on 710. SeattleSports.com and KJ, we're getting news. We had so many other things to talk about today, but uh, huge news potentially uh, is Tom Pelicero and others reporting that Mike McDonald is going to interview for the second time with the Seahawks yeah. today. Yeah. Now, he's not the first to do a second interview. This is the same process they've gone through with everybody, but no one else has done it on back-to-back days. That's what I said. And no one mm-hmm. else has flown. You know, they flew all the way there. Now he's flown, flying all the way here. It sure feels like there's a lot of momentum for this to get done, maybe even by the end of the
2: day today. Yes, and there's no reason for them to bring him out here unless they really liked him, unless they really loved his philosophy, lo- loves what he brings to the table. And he's talking about back-to-back days. Hey, just, just come on the plane with us. No. No need to, to fly on your own private plane. We got a plane for you. Mm-hmm. And um, come meet the crew. Come meet Sammy and the guys, the mm-hmm. athletic training staff, the weight room, the nutritionists, um, everyone. And so this is exciting. It's getting close. And I feel like there's no reason for Mike McDonald to fly out here and then potentially go back. Just pack up your suit. Let's get this deal done. Does this
1: feel like a John Schneider move? Because mm. I know for a couple weeks, KJ, you have said Dan Quinn... And Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn would be comfortable for you, for me, for Salk. I think for the community, though, there has been some hey, if you're going to hire Dan Quinn, just keep Pete Carroll. There's certainly been some of that. But doesn't this kind of feel like an outside the box John Schneider kind of move? And
2: and I'll tell you this when I asked John Schneider a question about a year or two ago, I asked him why he took a certain player in the draft. And he said simply because he's the best player on the board, he's the best player available. And when you look at what John Snyder is doing, his patience, his due diligence, he is simply going to take the best candidate that he feel is on the board. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding when it comes to... His defense, we're talking a bad, bad defense this past year, doing it with a bunch of just, I'm not going to say jags, but doing it with some guys that are not just high-profile type of defensive players. He did it with those group of guys. See his personality, see that he did it at the college level, at the pro level. He comes from a phenomenal culture, a phenomenal organization, the I.Z. Newsoms, the Harbaugh's. And so um, it's, it's, it's really exciting to see that potentially he is our guy. And um, I believe that everyone in the city of Seattle would be on full board and full go with bringing them in.
1: You know what strikes me, KJ, and I just thought about this uh, along those lines? Who hammered the Seahawks this year? (sighs) Who humiliated them physically this year?
2: Yeah, it was like a big sludge hammer against an (laughs) ant. That's what the Baltimore Ravens did against us. Mm -hmm. I'm like, can we not move the ball? Nothing. Couldn't function. (laughs) Why do they have 17 guys on defense and we only have two? that's what that's what it looks like out yeah. there and um just completely just like you said us, annihilated completely them completely annihilated them yeah. and so let's hey you, you get away from baltimore you come over here and let's annihilate the san francisco 49ers let's annihilate the uh the los angeles rams because we're going against a really tough division we going against some really really phenomenal offensive coordinators and we need someone younger someone new someone with this Really creative mind to come in here. Let's get this thing so back. So, tell on track. me
0: a little bit about that Baltimore defense and what it is you liked about it. You say that they weren't a ton of stars, but certainly at the linebacker position, they had a couple. I mean, Roquan Smith's one of the best mm-hmm. in the league. Uh, he's a bad man. Mm-hmm. And also, Humphrey
1: at corners, a great corner. Patrick Queen drafted
0: had, uh, right around the same time as as uh, Jordan Brooks was.
2: I mean, they, they got had, some guys. They had three. They had three. You, you uh, played with Clowney, right? I did play with Clowney. Why does that make you laugh? <laughs> Don't do me like that.
1: I'm not. I, I, Salk, why you got to do him like that? Seriously.
2: I swear to you, I'm not trying to do you in any way.
1: No, you I are, think, Salk. I could feel it, too. You why think you think I'm why trying you to doing do? Brock, like he gave
2: me that infamous smile no, that, he, that he does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think that I'm smiling at you. Honestly, I was smiling because I couldn't remember if he was here the year that you were gone. KJ, I, you honestly, play
1: with Jadavion and Sheldon, right? Sheldon Richardson. You have one of those same... I don't remember that. You people think
2: I'm much more malevolent than I am. All right. I don't want I'm not here to throw Clowney under the bus. Okay, I fine. love. No, no, no. I'm answering the question. All right. I played with Jadevian Clowney in 2019. I loved him. He kicked butt versus the San Francisco 49ers. I'm like, can we get this guy each and every game day? And and well, I, is it telling then that he did have a great year this year under Mike McDonald? Does that yeah. mean something? Yeah, let me finish my story. Okay, let me please finish please. my story. Um, I played in the NFL for 11 years. I kid you not. I've never had a guy on the football field ask me, what is the play? What do I do more than Jadavion Clowney? I said, bro, they about to snap the ball. And you looking at me saying, bro, what do I, what I do? You dropping hot too. Rush the to passer. You got a spike. I love Clowney. That's my dude. But I'm like, my guy. They're about to snap snap the ball, and you're asking me, what do you have? I got to worry about what I got. <laughs> and so um, I did play with Clowney. Yeah. he is uh, He's a talent. He's, he's a, a physical freak, freak right? He's yeah. a physical freak, uh, pass rushing. You know, let's just say this. Mike McDonnell made <laughs> J.W. and Clowney look really good this year. <laughs> yeah. Clowney did his I part as well. I
0: swear to you, you think I was trying to, like, dig into something like that. I did not know that. Uh-uh. I had no idea. That that story it's just, was in It's there. just our intuition is connected. We just Maybe. we're just connected. You knew yeah. I was about to say something. Maybe I did. Maybe I felt yes. that there was something in there that was waiting to come out. Does it mean something to you that he had that much success with those kind of linebackers and all of that? What yes. what do
2: you get out of his defense when you watch it? And I went and watched. Um, I watched Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I watched the way he utilized the Kyle Hamilton. Had him in deep third. Had him covering man to man, blitzing him, blitzing him a lot. Kyle Van Noy. Jadavion Clowney, like he really brought guys to life. And Roquan Smith, he had his man in the middle. You're the guy. You're the alpha male. You get everyone lined up. You get everyone directed on this football field. And so when you talk about you got to have you gotta have guys to bring your defense to life. And so I believe that everyone with the Baltimore Ravens did their part this football season. It's very frustrating watching them face uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. But zero points? Zero points in the second half? Is that a mm-hmm. is that a fact? Is that a correct stat? Yeah. Against mm-hmm. Patty Mahomes, Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey? <laughs> that that's not easy to do. And so um hats off to him. And um it gotta go down today. It has to go down.
1: Yeah, you gotta make this decision. The calendar is uh turning and the NFL never slows down every single day. Does it is it impressive? We just had Ross Tucker on last hour and, and maybe next segment, KJ, we can dig into the traits that coaches have and those that have been the most impressive that you've been around. Does it strike you that the dude didn't even play football his senior year of high school? Whoa. Nor college. He was injured his senior year of high school. okay. Didn't play in college, right? He's had to work his way up. He's a GA at Georgia with Mark Rick down there. And just is a guy that, you know, doesn't come in there with pelts on the wall from a football playing standpoint and yet gets dudes to play at the level he has both in Michigan and at Baltimore.
2: Mm -mm. If you're you're a man... If you understand who you are as a human being, who you are as a coach, and you stand on that and you know what the heck you're talking about, you will be well received from guys. Mm. But if you come in that room and, and you know, you say some off-the-wall stuff, you ask of something that, that that we feel like we can't do as players, that's really hard to connect with. Mm. I've I've had coaches to ask something of me. And I'm I'm like, I feel like I can I can do anything on the football field, but what you're asking of me you're pushing it you're really pushing it and so i don't think that this is a mike uh, mcdonald um trait a characteristic of him Mm. we can see how he's brought guys to life at the college level at the Mm -hmm. pro level Mm -hmm. and um he come from a good tree and i believe that this um the toughness if he does come here the toughness i hear about those ravens training camps who is not fun salt (laughs) it is not they shouldn't be fun. You guys had too much fun in your day, KJ. We, no, I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. Do you really? I, th- I think we did. We, 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 we didn't tackle. We didn't tackle. And I believe that those guys over there, they take <laughs> guys to the ground. Wow. Yeah. They they have a live period. Live! Everyone's live. Stay off the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I didn't tackle guys until preseason, <laughs> game mm-hmm. one. Or sometimes regular season, wow. game one. Yeah. And so it will be a different <laughs> Good. type of energy i know Italy. brock like that
0: that's oh, that's brock's oh, that's brock's oh, thing right there the Tackle, language. Tackle, yeah. speaking oh.
1: my love language
0: <laughs> yeah jeez we're gonna have to you write the uh, front for brock on yes. that yeah. all right uh let's take a quick break we got so much more to get to with kj today why are we talking so much about mike mcdonald well because he's on his way for a second interview today here in seattle after having his first interview yesterday mm. If he wasn't their guy, you got to imagine they could have just said, all right, we figured it out. We know who it is. We don't even talk to him again. Yep. Let's get this done and go with Avero or whomever the case may be. The fact that he's back today sure feels like this is going to be how it goes down. we got more on that defense in Baltimore, what it could mean here in Seattle. And I'll give you another name. I wonder if we might end up... Talking about him more over the next few weeks, if and when Mike McDonald is announced, I'll tell you who that is next. It's KJ Reddick, Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports at seven ten. You're listening to Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio, On Seattle Sports, and the Seattle Sports app. If indeed Mike McDonald is the next coach of the Seahawks, is he going to bring anybody with him? Yeah, coaches are going to be one of the first places you go, right? Figure out who the rest of his staff would be, who his connections are, who he knows. But I couldn't help but think of a player that I know Mora has mentioned over and over again. And when it comes to players on other teams, I trust Mora's opinion, probably more than anybody's, unless Brock happened to cover them in
1: college. Well, I mean, she is the people's <laughs> champ. She's she people's is the champ. station's champ. Yeah. I don't know, KJ, if you heard that or not. We all had a playoff bracket, and <laughs> yeah. guess who won? Yeah, no surprise. Yeah, already yeah. won. We have, fantasy, fantasy we have the
0: screen master and the playoff master. That's anyways. right. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: They've been talking a lot of smack to me, KJ. All of a
2: sudden, they're acting mm-hmm. like they're nice I, now I, that you're what? here. Are oh, they still making, nice. messing with you because very you were late nice. last week, Maura? I was oh. late,
0: and then I, I kind of mixed up our guest, Ross Tucker, <laughs> yeah. today and thought he was coming on yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a rough, it's been a rough week. Bullies, for man. i will bully. That's yep. all right, though. She went a little nuts today. she got her hair all done up. She's trying to fancy <laughs> herself up to make up for it. So it's all good. Mora. Um, how many times did you mention the name Justin Matabuike? Oh. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Because I kept thinking they could have
1: gotten him. What was he in the... Yeah, that Darryl was uh, a Jordan Brooks draft. I yeah, that was a draft with the yeah. Ravens that yep. uh, we talked about every other pick. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, so the Seahawks got Jordan, could have had Queen. The Seahawks took X, could have had Matabuike. Like, you it know. was Daryl Taylor. Yeah. yeah, Ooh, that one really stings. Um, Matabuike is a free agent this year. Now, they could
0: tag him, they can franchise tag him. But don't you wonder with a new coach like that, if indeed it is McDonald? Do you think he brings in some of those guys? Does he bring in Patrick Queen? Does he bring in Justin Matabuike? Does he look to bring in some of the guys
2: that know him and like him and had so much success in that defense? He he would love to bring in Justin, but but, I think we got to look at our defensive line. Mm -hmm. We've paid Draymond Jones Mm -hmm. big money. We've traded for Leonard Williams. We're going to pay Leonard Williams. Do you pay a third defensive interior lineman? I don't no. know, but I wonder. And Jaren's,
1: Jaren's got one more year. A pretty favorable number. I mean, still getting paid, but a, a good number. Yeah,
2: and with our, the way our salary cap set up, I don't know. I think we're at, yeah. are we at the right. bottom. Maybe it's not him.
0: Maybe it's Patrick Queen. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe the Ravens have signed him to a long-term deal. I have to go look mm-hmm. at that. But They have not. Okay. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe he looks at it and says, need linebacker help here. Jordan Brooks may be the guy for Pete Carroll's scheme, but I know Patrick Queen's the guy for mine. Yeah. And maybe you do see some of those Ravens players make their way over. Brock, doesn't that usually happen with an ex-coach? It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you're going to bring some people over. Can mm-hmm. I just remind you um, of something, too, that I was just looking up during the break? Mm. Seattle Seahawks went to Baltimore. Seattle was 5-2. and two five and two when they went to a seven and or six and two Baltimore mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just looking at these numbers dude 29 mm-hmm. first downs to six mm-hmm. one for 12 on third down mm-hmm. one rushing first down Whoa. had six Whoa. first downs for the game 150 yards to their 515 and they stepped off the gas mm-hmm. remember that they could have gone if for they called seven, the dogs off. They could have gone for 700 yards mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were physically manhandled. You had nothing schematically that you could do against them. But, so,
2: and, and, Brock, and, Brock, they did this to a few teams this year. They did this, this, this to the oh, yes. Niners. They did yes. this to a, a, a yep. gang of teams out there mm-hmm. this year. Just made them look like they were
1: JV. Yep. Can I ask you this, KJ, Just, just how important this trade is to you? Because we had a few people on. We had the Brady Henderson in Baltimore on with us early in the week. We just had Ross Tucker on last hour, who's been Mm -hmm. around Mike McDonald a bunch. And both of them basically said the same thing. He is not going to come in and overwhelm you, like, with a presence, you know. Ross didn't say he was an introvert, uh, like like our other fella did. Um, But he just said, gosh, he's great one-on-one. He knows his ball. How is he going to handle a team room? How is he going to handle a press conference? How is he going to handle a big group of people? Do you have to be that kind of guy that commands the room and changes the temperature, in your opinion?
2: I'll say this. There is something about guys having an underwhelming presence. I have seen coaches get up there, present, and they are extremely underwhelming. Like, I'm not inspired, I'm not learning, I'm just on my phone. Um, it's just it's really hard to see some coaches get in front of a room and coach certain presentations, and then you have that next level where you have guys. Okay, I'm I'm present. I'm here. I'm listening. Like you know what you're talking about. You're speaking well. And then you have that over the top type of guy. Like I'm all eyes. I'm all ears. Yeah. I feel you. I'm connecting with you. I can run through a brick wall for you. And so those are the three tiers when it comes to coaches leading and standing in front of a room but if you're on that that underwhelming side that's we cannot have that Mm. i don't care how good or or great you are x's and o's i need you to put some bass in your voice i need you to call guys out and i need you to just be present and just have the attention of grown men in this team meeting room. so if i understand you there's three categories
0: as long as you're in the top two that's okay that doesn't need to be your strength but it can't be a fatal flaw. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. You, 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 I think you, that's true. Like I mean, yeah. that's sort of what we've talked about in so many other parts of leadership. And when I think mean, like I've mentioned to you guys this before, when I did some some coaching training and leadership training a few years ago, that was the direction they they took everybody. I said, look, they 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 figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah, and they say run towards your strengths, make them even better, keep working to improve your strengths. Mm-hmm. Don't worry as much about your weaknesses unless. They are fatal flaws. Yeah. And if it's a fatal mm-hmm. flaw, you've got to fix it or else yeah. nothing else will do will matter.
1: And I think you can say, listen, this is not a fatal flaw. If he did it at Michigan and took over after yep. a lot of years when Don Brown was a coordinator and he was a big mm-hmm. presence and he was fiery and he was all these things. And Jim Harbaugh went to his brother, John, and said, hey, man, I need to make a change. Who get, Can I have your linebacker coach? And John said, yeah, go take Mike. Mm-hmm. He's tremendous. And he did it in Michigan and turned them around and, and was a huge force in turning them around. And then he goes back to Baltimore. And as you said, man, look at the, what he did with Van Noy. Look what he did with Jadavian. Look what he did with Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. Look what he did with that defense, mm-hmm. KJ. Hard to imagine if it was a fatal flaw, that he could have the success leading those groups he's done in the last three or four years. Yes,
2: and, and the biggest question is, can you grow with your presence? Can you grow with the way that you lead and when it comes to leading a football team. Now look at Dave Canales. I was with Dave Canales my rookie year, and I saw Dave. He was in that – I'm going to be honest. He was in that bottom category. Mm-hmm. He was in that bottom, like, come on, Dave. You got to give us a little more. But then you see him grow. You see Coach Carroll give him more responsibilities. You see him lead the transition. And I'm like, okay, you, you're getting me. Like, I'm vibing with you. I'm rocking with you. And all of a sudden, saw Become a head coach. Yeah. <laughs> you become a head coach of the Carolina
0: <laughs> Panthers. He, he was in that yes. bottom tier even as good looking as he is. Yes, I don't think that would like give somebody just the natural confidence to kind of he has eye candy. Dude.
2: I give him that. Robert <laughs> he's Sala's handsome. gonna
0: be so mad that Dave Canales is a head coach. Like now all of a sudden there's somebody to challenge him. <laughs> if I'm Robert Sala, I'm super mad about this Dave Canales thing. Like he looked the
2: best. Canales, now, all of a Canales sudden, is crushing Sala. Come on now. You thought now Sala
1: was the best looking coach in the league?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Who's Stop.
1: better looking than Robert
0: Sala so yeah, well, far? We got five minutes. Warren, your thoughts? Four minutes to figure it out. Think about this. Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: You guys can think about this as long as you I want. I think Kevin O'Connell's a good looking guy. He's yeah. good looking. Yeah. 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 I'll put Kevin O'Connell on that list. That's the Vikings coach. Yeah. He's next to With the hat on. Yeah, he's a hat on. Yeah, more guy. Or Brock was right. Matt LaFleur's not too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Sean McFay <laughs> yeah. not tall enough. Is that striking? I can't handle the way Sean McFay talks. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's out of the league now, so you don't have to worry about him. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm just saying. Man, like D'Amico Ryan's good-looking guy. KJ's too, right yeah. about Canales. Yeah, D'Amico's good-looking, but Canalis is. I think this is now a no-brainer conversation, right? <laughs> this is—he's now got that. Although Mike, i Mike McDaniel's How did you huh? guys get here? Huh? What? This this oh, let's Wright take a show. quick break. Oh, I blacked out for a minute. Let me take a quick break. Come back to the KJ Wright Show. It's Brock and Salk. Sales Sports on Seven Ten. You're listening to Brock and Salk.
2: Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports
0: and the Seattle Sports App. Uh, 253 says... Canalis and Saler, one, two. I'm a happily married, 41-year-old straight man. JD in the 509 says... Why did nobody mention Pete Carroll? I hope I look that good at 92. All right, he's not 92. That's just wrong. How dare you? What's the matter with you guys. Um, We will spend a lot more time today talking about Mike McDonald as we wait to find out if he is going to be the next Seahawks head coach, but certainly some momentum moving in that direction as the news came out this morning from Tom Pelissero that he is having a second interview today after an interview yesterday in Baltimore. He flew back here, so certainly that uh, lends some credibility to the idea that he could be next. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got KJ, and the reason you're technically in today uh, (laughs) is to talk about what we saw on Championship Weekend, yeah. we had the AFC Championship game, NFC game. Let me start. Um, let's start with the AFC. With because you mentioned it earlier, shutting down Patrick Mahomes in the second half. What does it take?
2: Why is it so hard to beat a team like Kansas City? Because Kansas City does not run traditional. They don't play traditional football. They mm-hmm. are what we call what I call backyard football. We talked about this last year, Brock. They'll call mm-hmm. a route. Let's say run a dragon, but you say hey, run a sloppy dragon. Like, what is, what is a sloppy dragon? What's a dragon? Is that a drag route? A, a, it's a, a slant flat. Yeah, okay. dragons. That yeah. makes sense. Yep. And um, we're in a sloppy dragon, and they do that, and just, hey, Kelsey, what they're saying is go get wide open. Go <laughs> run a creative, look at what the defense is in, and just find your sweet spot. I'm coming to you no matter what the coverage is, no matter zone man, you're the guy. And just the chemistry that they have, the creativity that they have, Patrick Mahomes' ability to maneuver in the pocket, outside of the pocket, keep his eyes downfield, they're extremely, extremely hard to beat. I played them about four times, only beat them once when they came here uh, a few years ago. And so um, shutting them down in the second half, yep. whew, that's imp- that's extremely impressive to take. Patrick Mahomes to have them two quarters in an AFC championship game, and then score zero points.
1: Gosh, didn't it feel like Baltimore pressed, though, K.J.? They just pressed their guys. Offensively. Press. They lost their cool. They're yeah. throwing helmets. They're hitting. Yum. They just got in that moment. And instead of, you know, relaxing, and these guys will tell you all the time, like just a relaxed muscle, just a, it, you know, a loose muscle is one that's going to be the most explosive. And they just. Grip that bat too tight.
2: And yeah, I watched the film. They, uh, they had so many RPOs, and I'm like, okay, Lamar, hand the ball off. You, it's a light box. Hand the ball off, but he chooses to spit it out to a receiver for an incomplete pass. Yep. Hey, Zay Flowers, you got a big-time play. Don't push yes. a guy and get a penalty. And for dang sure, don't hold the ball out on the uh, one-inch line, yep. to uh, and, and it causes a fumble. And just the game plan, just the execution, just the energy – it was not there. Um, you, you know what I would have done if I were if I were if somebody had asked me uh, what the
0: Ravens could have done differently in that game, I would have just had Lamar run the ball more. Just run, just, just run. I mean, times. he's their best player when he runs the ball. I think he's a good passer. This is not a Lamar can't throw conversation. But he is beyond elite at running the ball, and he just didn't run enough in nope. that game. Did you nope. see
2: the quarterback power that they drew up on third, yeah. fourth, and one? Four, he got like 40. Right. 40 yards. But then yes. they
0: were like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that anymore. Let's not do that again. We, you know, he's I'm glad right. we're not getting their offensive coordinator because, quite frankly, I'm not too impressed with what he did in that game. So um, on the other side of it, the NFC game.
2: Yeah.
0: I, Brock and I argued about this yesterday I've, I've, I'm, I'll argue with anybody Bump came in, I argued with him yesterday I, I think, I honestly believe That what Dan Campbell did in that game Was like a criminal offense yes. Going forward on those two fourth downs And then running the ball on second down Near the goal line near the end of the game Was awful, but What, what is he doing
2: going for those fourth downs? What, what Dan Quinn freaking did field goal. What Dan Quinn did was Let's say I'm going to get a surgery on my right knee I got an ACL tear What Dan Quinn did was he operated on your shoulder Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. He Dan op- Campbell. he operated on your shoulder just extremely irresponsible, extremely negligent, mm. just like, what are you doing in this situation? How would you have felt if you were on that team? I would have been
0: livid. And I, you were I, up two scores on the road against the best team in your conference, a better team than you, and he decided to go for it on fourth and three rather than kick the field goal.
2: Well, in the moment, Saul, you in the moment you're playing ball. In the moment you're like, there's nothing we can do. Only thing we can do is be positive. Only thing we can do is just hope and pray that we execute on this. But when you get in that locker room, when you're sitting next to your boy, and you're like, man, what the heck what the heck was he thinking? Why do we do that? Why did he put us in this position? We should be going to Las Vegas right now, just simply off of analytics, simply off of stats. Like you cannot do that to us in this situation. You cannot run the ball. Under two minutes uh, with three timeouts and, and burn a timeout. That's yep. just football 101. Yeah, that one
1: was ridiculous. Yes. There was no argument for that. The but first one I will like argue. He
2: decided to throw the ball second and goal from the one. Mm.
0: Similar. I mean it is. I know Similar. people get mad about it, but that's exactly why Pete did Similar. that, because of the timeout usage. Yeah. It was a slightly different situation. Similar. But there's there is some similarity to it. I, I, I don't know how you I don't what? know how you allow something like that to continue. And I just the
2: way do you believe in the whole momentum thing? The way it gave that team life? You can feel momentum in the stands. You could feel it just go from one energy to a completely different type of energy. Players feel it, the fans feel it, coaches feel it. And you best believe, like when they did that, all that everyone gets excited. We have a chance. Here we go. Let's go execute. You'll do your thing, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So you feel all that mm-hmm. energy. Brock, Brock yeah. what did you say about
1: the, the first one? I understood a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number one, the kicker is a 45% from that distance. He's a very, very average kicker. He's been a bunch of places. So the, the first one I kind of understood. In fact, was there to be made and kid just dropped the ball unfortunately reynolds the second one you've got to tie the game you've got to tie the game all the momentum is turned you You have to tie the game that's a chip shot you're going to be tied put the pressure back on them in their building that second one was was criminal and then yeah (laughs) running the ball can't happen that is yep so i don't disagree completely i do think there was room on the first fourth down because the numbers are you know somewhat split Mm -hmm. And it's there. Like, you know, you catch that ball, it's there, and you go up and you, you could finish the game. But they didn't. But, they didn't get it done.
2: But here's the flip side we got so enamored. We got so in awe with Dan Campbell being aggressive. He goes nope. for it on fourth down, he, nope. he knows how to just let it loose. We became, people became so enamored. I was looking at it, and I'm like, this, this is dangerous. It's it's like it's like doubling down when you out of two at the, at the at the at the blackjack table. Yep. It's just silly to do such things. And um, you look at how their off is going to look. What is their off going to look like? Lost a- to answering to that question, I would think lost over the, and over again. Lost the AFC championship. We fought so hard. Mm-hmm. Our, our city hasn't been here since God knows when. Ugh. It's gonna be a really really long off season. And um, good job to have Ben Johnson coming back. Um, really happy for him. That was that was a full move if if he did decide Mm -hmm. we don't know if he did decide to say hey this wasn't the right fit for me that's how I got reported that's how I interpreted it but kudos to him saying these these teams don't fit let me come back to Detroit
1: pretty good O line man that O line's all going to be back most of all those weapons offensively are going to be back your tight ends your receivers your running backs your quarterback you know so pretty good tools to work with offensively Mm -hmm. defensively there they've got some yeah they've got some challenges now on the flip side where you at on Brock Purdy where are you at
2: on San Francisco? This may be a bold statement, Brock. Uh-oh. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm about to talk quarterbacks. Mm-mm. But I put Brock Purdy's mental toughness up there with Tom Brady's. Bear with me here. Yeah, bear, why? Why do you say that? Bear with me here. <laughs> I, Brock's shaking his head. No, no I, I, I don't think so. I, I think I, it's I, an I, interesting debate. I'm curious I, I, where you go I, with this. I look at the way that he played in the, in the first, actually, actually both games. It wasn't the best in the first half, mm-hmm. but he stayed at it. He trusted himself. He had that look that you know, that look at the quarterback position like, I'm not rattled, I'm not bothered. I have a next play mentality. I still believe in myself. I believe in the game plan. And I'm just one play from getting this thing turned around. I know he hears all the media noise, all the criticism, all the critiques. He still shows up on game day, and he is simply a winner. He is simply a winner, and I'm a personal fan of him. I'm a personal fan of him.
1: Kyle Shanahan is demanding. He's a demanding head coach. His father was demanding. His father's a line coach who Mark Schlereth played for. And Alex Gibbs lasted about, I don't know, two months with Pete Carroll. Not going to work. Not his style. Mm-hmm. And the number of times, if you watch in that game, where Kyle Shanahan's covering his face like this with his play sheet and he's in Purdy's yes. ear. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine what he's saying to yeah. him right yeah. there, right? And instead of folding. Instead of flinching yeah. as Trey Lance did and Garoppolo did and guys mm-hmm. did, this dude doesn't flinch. Nope. So that's I, I I feel that completely, you know what, and if we spin this conversation back to Mike McDonald, the head coach, that same look that Brock Purdy gives, that same headstrong, that same I got this is exactly yeah. what John Schneider's looking for in this next head coach. Is yep. he not?
2: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Don't flinch. Don't flinch. When you see a player on your team that you know they got something in them. They got something special in them. Demand it. Bring what? it out of them. Call it out. And I'm um, I see Shanahan too. I'm like, what is he? He looks so mad. Yes. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> you're not hiding your face. We can feel we can see what you're saying. Yep. And um, so it's really cool to see Brock Purdy's story. Earn a starting spot, get the first round pick. You know he's get he's traded. He's traded. We believe in you. You're our guy.
0: There, there, there's. It's impossible not to make Tom Brady comps with him. It just the the stories are are similar enough that I think it's really hard not to make Brady comps. One guy sixth round, one guy was drafted in the seventh round. One guy, you know, had to came in when Drew Bledsoe got hurt. The other guy Mm -hmm. came in because Garoppolo and Trey Lance kind of faltered or got hurt in front of Mm -hmm. him. Both guys had immediate success. Were constantly doubted for mostly throwing the ball short and being system quarterbacks and game managers. And both were at their absolute very best late in games. They do it differently obviously Purdy can run a whole lot more than Brady can I think Brady's got a much stronger arm than Brock Purdy does so I'm not saying they're the same exact type of player Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: it's hard to ignore some of the similarities between the two of them and I'm not exactly psyched that the Seahawks are
2: gonna have to try to shut that down over the course of the next however many years because Purdy might be the real deal and that's the question you have to look at John Lynch John Lynch what, what direction are you gonna go with this team you have talent at every mm-hmm. position. You had nine pro bowlers, a, 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 a gang of uh, pro and uh, all pros this football season. What is he going to do with this football team? And when it comes to paying the quarterbacks, we know they demand the top dollars out of everyone on the on the football field. How does he decide how to move with Brock Purdy, how to structure this? Do I believe mm-hmm. in him that much to put him up there with the top five, top ten guys? And so in the next few two years, we mm-hmm. are going to see which direction this Niners team go because the salary cap, well, obviously we know what that is. They have sure. a lot of talent on this squad. i trying
1: to remember, how did Mike McDonald do against San Fran this year? I'm trying to remember <laughs> that. Oh, it's a good thing I got my phone right here. Yeah. Uh, how about five picks? How about Brock Ooh. Purdy's most humiliating Ooh. game? How about knocking Debo around, knocking Trent Williams out of that game, knocking dudes left and right? How about that defense doing something to into Purdy that really nobody else has done before?
2: Sam Darnold had to come in the game, but Sam yes, just, he, just get Yes, in. He did. This is this yep. day's a wash. It is a wash. Yep. We don't we don't have an answer for this. Do you don't think that
1: also is appealing for John Schneider? As he sat down with Mike McDonald yesterday, as they may have been on the flight all the mm-hmm. way back last night and today in, in the building for a second interview. How are you going to do against these guys? How's your horsepower? What do you always say, KJ, when you match up with the Niners, which you've not matched up well the last five times? Can you match Shanahan's Mm -hmm. horsepower? This guy seems to be able to.
2: Look at Shanahan, top five rushing offense, top five when it comes to passing, always scoring in the red zone. Kyle Shanahan is the best play caller of this generation. You made that team look like that. You created five interceptions. You made Christian McCaffrey do absolutely nothing on the field. What are, what are we talking about, guys? S- sign the dotted line. Come, come, <laughs> come, come, come sign the ready. dotted line. Wow. KJ's ready. And uh, you. I, I, you know what we're talking about
0: because those are the things that he did as a defensive coordinator, and that's just not the same job. And that doesn't mean he's not going to be a great coach. We'll find <laughs> out whether he's got all those other abilities. But it's one skill of many that that coach needs to have in order to successfully lead a building. I mean, Mm -hmm. you saw Pete Carroll do it for years. Not that Pete's not an X's and O's guy, but was that Pete's great strength? Yes. What's that? What's the question? Being the X's and O's guy? It wasn't his great strength. His great strength was the culture he
2: set for your building all those years. And so if McDonald does come in here, here's the million-dollar question, guys what does his staff look like
1: yeah what does well, give his... me cut number nine here maura give me cut number nine from ian Rappaport because i think this is an important part of it and i'll share you share the story once again with the guy that ian Rappaport is comparing mike mcdonald to
0: it sounds like he has been really dynamic in some of these interviews i had one uh, person involved with one of the head coach churches who said this was the best interview we had by far He is young. He is bright. Sort of the defensive Sean McVay is how he was described to me. And the fact that Seattle was willing to wait until after the Super Bowl to talk to him gives me Shane Steichen vibes. That makes me think he is a really, really strong candidate in Seattle. We will see where it goes today, but certainly
2: that is one to watch.
1: KJ, I've told this story before. I don't know if I've, if you have heard it, but when Sean McVay interviewed a young guy, really mm-hmm, young, mm-hmm. and he interviewed with the Rams and Kevin Demoff, my my agent's son, uh, who's the president there, and and he's in the room, and they're interviewing him, and, man, they really like him. They are enamored with him. Uh, everything yeah. that Rappaport just said, this guy is bright. He's ahead of it. He's got a photographic memory. He's so stinking sharp, but can he hire staff? Yeah. Can he put people around him? And you know what Sean McVay did ahead of schedule? He had Wade Phillips online on his cell phone because mm-hmm. he knew that was coming. And he said, here you go. Uh, I'll leave the room. You guys talk to Wade because I think Wade you know, is going to tell you whether or not I can put a staff together. And Wade Phillips was like, "Yep. Yeah, you guys hire Sean. I'm his D coordinator.
2: Yeah. Look,
1: and I'm, it was over. And mm-hmm. then that room was like,
2: "That's our guy. I, I will say this. He is young. And with youth comes, we're talking about relationship. This is a relationship type of business. I know this guy over here. I know that guy over there. I don't know how many guys that he knows across the league that he trusts. Not a ton, man. Right? Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, no, a, and this he's may been be in a one marriage. spot. This yeah. may end
0: up being more of an arranged marriage if that happens. I mean, we've heard from Brady last week that some of the other coaches that they've brought in maybe are to get more familiar with them, to maybe bring them in as a coordinator. You heard Mike Kafka's name bandied about mm-hmm, quite a bit. Yeah. Maybe he ends up being, you know, an arranged marriage as offensive coordinator, and you got to give him, you know, an assistant or an associate head coach title right. in to order leave. to kind of, you know, leave New York and right. get him here and kind of give him a quote unquote, you know, promotion. But we could see something like that. Uh, you know, maybe Patrick Graham or maybe as Azure- Ajiro Avero, I'm mm-hmm. really struggling with this, but I'm trying yeah. really hard to get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of those guys does end up, I mean, Averro's a free agent. He could come here and be the defensive coordinator when it's all mm-hmm. said and done. Mm-hmm. So maybe there are ways that John can help him out, and maybe that's one of the reasons they went through such an extensive process here to get to know all yep. these people.
2: Yeah, and, and it's going to take John Snyder. It's going to take him to use in 15 years mm-hmm. of being around this league. Because he's got relationships. He has relationships. He's going to have to make those phone calls, hey, I'm building together a staff. I love what you do over there. Come be my receivers coach. I love what you're doing here. Hey, come be my linebackers coach. Because um, McDonald's only bringing about, I will say, four guys. Maybe Harbaugh's not going. Maybe.
1: maybe, yeah, that's yeah.
2: yeah. Harbaugh's not going to let guys leave that building. Uh-uh. Who do uh-uh. you think he wants as his quarterback if he comes?
0: It, we're all if I mean we still don't know what's happening, but mm-hmm. I wonder what what that meeting is like with Geno Smith because he's going to have to decide in the next two weeks is Geno Smith his quarterback next year? Is that the direction he wants to go? I wonder what he thinks about some of the other big decisions to make on this team: Bobby yeah. Wagner and Jordan Brooks and mm-hmm. and 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 what do we think of a DK Metcalf? Mm-hmm. I'm curious I mean, I you know there are so many interesting
2: questions for a new head coach here in Seattle. Yeah, because what he's going to do when he first comes on the scene, he's going to go straight to that office turn on that tape and see what am I working with mm-hmm. who am I working with he's going to talk to people in the building how's this guy in the midst of adversity how is this guy with coming in the building early and leaving late he's going to do all of his homework finding yep. out what are my who are my guys who am I working with And obviously John Snyder is going to be a guy that he leans on heavily Mm. and they're going to have to have a really good relationship to say, I like this guy, this guy I don't want. Mm. I'm familiar with this guy in Baltimore. Bring him over here. Then let me ask you the most important question. Do you think he'd want Russell
0: Wilson to be his quarterback? I don't think this was asked of me yesterday and I, and I kept saying like, Oh, come on, stop, stop. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. But, But without Pete here, I know that it would take some sort of a miracle for John and and uh, Russ's agent Mark Rogers to even communicate for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is there any chance Russ ends up back here?
2: I don't think there's a chance. and There's no chance. No, not a chance. That that Mm-mm. ship has long sailed. Um, hey, you did your job. You did your job here for ten years. It's not happening. I cannot see Russell Wilson coming back. I, I don't think. I don't think Russ wants to come back. Does Russ wants to come back? Mm-mm. I don't think Russ even wants to come back. Yeah, I, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't see
1: it. Was... song. I don't see Maybe if, if Russ were 29 and dynamic, right, because he's just experienced Lamar and he knows he's a defensive <sighs> guy and he's had to face Mahomes and all that stuff, but that's just not at this age and stage where, where Russ is. Yes. I would say this, and this is what I think I love the most, the more we talk about Mike McDonald, the way KJ, my brain works, is all these little thought bubbles come into my head. Here's the thing about Mike McDonald. In Michigan, you know what he did? He built up a defensive line that was elite. Mm-hmm. elite and you know it was a lot of their four down stuff that you see other people trying to imitate and and catch on and and jesse minter who took over for him at michigan kept a lot of it in play they played eight dudes on that defensive line and he knows that's where it starts yep. and he goes to baltimore and it is the same thing and he gets the most out of van Noy and gets the most out of Clowney, mm-hmm. but he's got eight dudes that he rotates through there that is, I think, what I is most appealing to me. He's mm-hmm. got an eye for that, yes, an area that's been a struggle, an area that's not been as dominant as it needs to be since really your era. Mm-hmm. That group is going to be, I think, where this team is built
2: from the inside out. And and I look at our roster now; we have some guys on yes. our roster that could that could imitate what we just saw this past year in Baltimore. Yep. It didn't necessarily get brought to life this year, obviously, especially in the run game, especially in the red zone, third down. But we, if you put those guys in the right position with the talent that we have on our defensive side of the football, I think we can look scary similar to what we saw in Baltimore. Mm. We know where this one brings to the table. If Quandre Diggs, he's going to be all over the place. Obviously, we've we got to see what happens with Jordan. We don't know what happens in this situation. I like our three. Uh, I like you're going to have two. to
1: hit, KJ. Damn. You're going to have to hit. you, you, you If you're going to be around here – I mean you think of the Ravens way and and you've played them through your years and you and mm-hmm. you've watched them and you went toe to toe with them and Lamar Jackson on a fourth down to Harbaugh, like I got this. And they ran it right at you. Like that had to be oh, one of the most hit. physical teams that you played, right?
2: Yeah. Let's let's hit <laughs> We go we said we go tackle and training count.
0: Are they go tackle and count? I will say this. There is no team that we've watched around the league over the last fifteen years that yep. I've liked more the way they their style more no. than the Ravens. Well, I mean Tennessee's tried to bring it, and and that's one of the reasons I was into the Vrabel idea.
2: But there's nobody whose style I've liked more consistently yep. than the Baltimore Ravens. I'll say this: at, when I was here in Seattle, I'm like, God, those guys are just negligent over there, just tackling, just going full speed, hitting each other, getting hurt all the time. What are they thinking? But When you look at ball, mm-hmm. when you look at the toughness that you need as a football team in December, in the playoffs, throughout the season, just pounding guys left and right, I believe when you do lay down that proper foundation in training camp – it pays off. And you season. play in the
1: Niners and Rams? Yep. And McVay Man. and Shanahan ain't going nowhere and Purdy ain't going nowhere? You play in those teams? Man. You got to win your division? Mm. It, it pays off. All it, right. It well, pays off. Well, we're going to find out. Mike
0: McDonald uh, is here in Seattle for a second interview today. Tom Pellicero reported that earlier today. Does it mean he's the next head coach? Not definitively. But it sure leads a pretty good trail. Put some logs in that chimney with that, <laughs> that smoke, sure. right? There's some logs it's like in a that little chimney. Hansel and Gretel thing where we're yeah. watching the little uh, uh-huh. yeah, watching the trail all the way back home. It yep. sure makes a whole lot of sense. So we'll see if that gets announced later today. KJ, thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Appreciate, you guys. Uh,
0: appreciate you coming in and uh, with exciting breaking news going on and everything else. Uh, we get a week off of uh, football this week,
1: and then uh, we got. A what Super are you talking Bowl about? We're that? talking flag football next week. Yeah, no, football. we're not. <laughs> you yeah, know, we're not flag football you know or yes. not no maybe the senior bowl yeah maybe no. what maybe watch the senior bowl saturday <laughs> kj i'm gonna be watching it maybe watch a little senior bowl
2: i got a funny senior bowl story for y'all when i come in it's oh yeah Ooh. Oh, okay. senior bowl oh, yes. that's a good seven day really tease. Did you get into a fight <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> ray roberts did
0: right wasn't that the senior bowl that ray roberts got into a oh, fight yeah. i was um, asking kj uh, about some pro bowl stories too so maybe do you have any of those you want to share maybe next week oh
2: yeah Wait, pro, you made a pro, pro bowl? bowl i did <laughs> i'm <just laughs> <kidding>. oh.
0: so, <laughs> Oh,
2: oh. Dude, did y'all tell Brock how you embarrassed me last week. Uh, how did?
0: Oh yes, Brock. I didn't even tell you. Poor KJ, he's been excluded from his own community now because <laughs> he. Tried, <laughs> it was really sad. He he tried to ask me who was uh, singing a song. I was like, "Well, it's the Fugees," and he thought he'd got me. And I was like telling him a story about Praz, and he didn't know who Praz was. Uh, and Brock, I know the noted rap aficionado yes. that you are. You're a yes. big fan of Praz, so you would have known. But KJ took some abuse on the Text Line. The
2: Text Line. They, they usually are nice to me, but not like, that time. Yeah, Mm-mm. they 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 got after
0: me last time. <laughs> that week. was very rough. <laughs> KJ, great stuff as always. Yes, Thanks, man.
2: Love having you in. We'll be right back. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710 and seattlesports.com.